Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Procaffeinators. My name's Alexandra. I'm Angelica. And I'm Amy. And we are your hosts. We are all related. Angelica and I are sisters, and Amy is our mom. So we will be calling her Mama. And everything we talk about today is based on our opinion. So don't take anything to heart, okay, guys? Yeah, because it's just like how we feel. Yeah, this is just a conversation between us folks. Friendly thoughts. Friendly thoughts from your neighborhood family. Yes. Like a good neighbor's eat eggs right there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, if you do the actual jingle, I got to cut it. I like that. Like a good neighbor's eat eggs right there. Yeah. It's very fun. We try. We do try. So how's everyone's week going so far? Oh, Just to start us off. Hello there. Well, we got to give a shout out to your... What's hello there? You got to give a shout out to your uncle. Oh, yeah. It has been a week. You got to give a shout out to your uncle. Yeah. So our uncle had a... Mild heart attack. Mild heart attack, but a heart attack this uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so he's doing really well, well now. He's recuperating. Know? Yes, he's recuperating. Um, we've been able to talk to him on the phone. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's still making jokes, so yeah. we know he's okay right now. It's been a weird hospital venture, uh, kind of disassociative. Because, yeah, because you know, he can't go in to visit yeah. or anything like that. Um, but, you know, where he is is completely separated from the COVID patients. So he feels comfortable and he feels safe. So yeah. that's all that matters. Nice. It's pretty good when the worst thing he has to say is he feels bored. Yeah, he's like, right. I just want to yeah. go home. He wants to go home, yeah. yeah. All I do is lay here. But the nurses and the doctors were phenomenal. Yeah. Yes, they and were. that was at Memorial West. So shout out to Memorial West yeah, thank for you, taking Memorial. care of family. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And uh, that. That was that was literally 24 was hours a, ago yeah. <laughs> yep that was the beginning of a saturday but yes. it's it's over with we're grateful yeah and um now it's on to chat on to chat chitty 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 chat chat, chat. <laughs> sorry <laughs> chitty, chitty, bing, bing. Yeah, i was gonna say it and then i'm like but i want to say chat chat <laughs> Uh, so today's topic is one that actually we kind of talk about a lot on and off as a family just because it's something that does come up is ageism so depending on what age you are can you accomplish certain things that people who are not in your age group are currently doing um yeah we saw it in a film with Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway which you know heck if I remember that title the intern Oh, the intern. Oh, thanks, Jelka. Of course, that's uh, a great movie. I love. I want to watch it again. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was a really great movie. Um, because it did show the positive side of all of this and the negative side. What struggles realistic. you go through. It was very realistic. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, in terms of age, do you guys think that there is a tough bringing of getting things done depending on what age you are? How long is this podcast? <laughs> I know. I that's know. That's a big topic. Well, it's the I, same thing with their dreams topic it's like that could have been talked about for four days five days you know that's a topic that never ends this is a very similar topic that a lot of people are conflicted about i i can i start of course ageism it all you know the 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 answer that i would put out there is it all depends of course and it it's such a broad topic because when we talk about ageism and emotions, mm-hmm. then the answer to that one is, you know, I can know an eight-year-old that has gone through more pain and seen more uh, poverty and hurt and and sadness and violence than a 80-year-old. Right. Right. right? So uh, 
when emotionally it fluctuates so much. Mm-hmm. So that that's, you know, the emotional experience. Then we talk about emotional intelligence. Right. And when we look at emotional intelligence, then that's where we get into the divide. Mm-hmm. Because as humans, we mature based on our experience. Right. So you, you have that example that I just gave you of that eight-year-old, but still emotionally that eight-year-old is an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Right. So problem-solving skills are going to be a little bit different. And Angelica knows how big I'm into the amygdala. Yes. <laughs> She's been just so been into it lately. I, I bought this incredible book. So anyways, uh, it the, the, the key component is that that amygdala uh, functions as that fight or flight. Mm-hmm. and it matures or stagnates mm-hmm. as we go. So, mm-hmm. again, an 8-year-old will be able to problem-solve a disaster but may not be able to problem-solve a relationship mm-hmm. because they're not developed, right? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So Wait, why? Because it's two different things. One is, oh, I need to problem-solve to fix something, mm-hmm. and one thing is, I love you and I want you. How do I fix it? You're not really a problem. It's an emotion. It's okay. It's a compassion. So it's not like really a problem to solve. Exactly. Exactly. It's more a want. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's no different than, you know, I guess I would say like, let's say you want a piece of chocolate and you're craving, craving, craving that chocolate. Mm -hmm. The problem and the the chocolate is really high on the the shelf. The Mm -hmm. the problem would be, how do I get to that chocolate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if I were to tell you, okay, but you can't have that chocolate. Mm-hmm. Aren't they two different things you're struggling so with? So then they would be like, the want, I don't understand. The, I the operational one, which is getting the chocolate, that's a problem. Uh-huh. So your your mind is like working really quick. And the other one is, I shouldn't have it. It's a craving. Right. Which so doesn't it's matter more, whether you can get to it or not. It's that want. And even if you get it, I'm telling you, you shouldn't get it. Yeah. You shouldn't have it. Uh-huh. Yeah. How do I break that? It's literal fight or flight. Literal. That's the the reaching it. Right. The fight or flight, the emotional side is in fight or flight. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. It's the actual fight or flight. So, like, similar to our uncle, when he started feeling the symptoms, he stopped everything. He calmed himself down. Yeah, that was incredible. He was crazy good. And that usually doesn't happen. Which does not happen. He was able able to do everything. He, He went upstairs. He took a shower. He took an aspirin. He sat down and said, Alina call 911 and I mean like he he did his whole little thing I couldn't stop laughing because it's so insane how calm he was under pressure it's just like how um certain bomb squad you know bomb squad they have to be very still they have to do all these things surgeons they have to be very particular under very stressful situations. Mm-hmm. And that is like life or death situations that they have to go through constantly. And, that, and that's training too. And that comes with age, Nature obviously. Versus nurture. So, so there's like, yeah, there's so, so many components. So you have, you know, we have that, uh, that survival or that, that problem solving. Then we have the emotional side and then we have that simple experience side. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then add to that culture and mm-hmm. demographics and mm-hmm. upbringing, mm-hmm. and it becomes so, so complicated. But when we, we have a moment like that, the movie, the intern, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking, uh, if we start at, what can we do professionally? Mm-hmm. That's probably the safest way to say, ageism really plays a huge part, mm-hmm. because, 
we have such a different culture right now in the workforce. So when people say, oh, millennials or whatever we're in right now, I can't, I don't like, yeah, I don't like millennials. They, they do this, they do that. And then, oh, well, you know, um, I don't like boomers because they think this and that. Gen Z, because of this and that. So, but when you really stop and think about it, we're, we're trying to get all these cultures and generations together in one room to think alike. How insane is that? It's crazy. So I think the movie depicts it really well because there was kind of like that, oh, you're the intern, you're, you know, you're retired. Yeah. But his, his application to their behavior was, okay, Uh, you know, let let you do what you need to do Mm -hmm. because it all boils down to trust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, if you don't trust me. That's my job. My job is to have you trust me. Right. Yeah. Because why would you trust me? So that's on me. Right? Yeah. So when we take a look and we go into a new environment and we go, oh, they're so mean to us. Well, it's because they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why would yeah. I trust walking into this tribe of millennials or why would these millennials, you know, right. accept me? Well, there's also that concept of, you know, being uncomfortable with someone older than you in a lower position. Because you do, you know, depending on how you're brought up, you respect your elders, mm-hmm. you know, like that's how Angelica and I were raised, you know, you gotta respect the people that came before you because uh, <laughs> they're the reason you're alive, question mark, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, um, but the that would make, it would make me uncomfortable, you know, when we first joined the women's club and they were like, just tell us what you need, just tell us what you need. And we're like, you're asking us, but like, what? Yeah. You know, it, it, it becomes a little uncomfortable and then you get used to them because then you trust them. They trust you, like you were saying, and you realize that it's not the dynamic of who's older, who's done more, who's wiser. It's the dynamic of we have to be able to work together to get X, Y, Z done. And you're walking yeah. into their world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I, I think that's, you know, when you had Robert De Niro walking into this office space that everyone's high tech and everyone's, you know, mm-hmm. got this, let's go, let's go, let's go, you know, he's in a totally different place in his world. Mm-hmm. He had lost his wife. He was a widow. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be alone. And mm-hmm. he applied for this job. I believe if, if I remember correctly, it was a neighbor or something that gave it to him. I don't remember, but he saw something. So to him, it wasn't, this is my life goal. This is just you know, me trying to find a space in this world when mm-hmm. I have nobody. Finding himself so, again. So the reason for being is so different than these young people that were like, oh my God, I got to, you know, be yeah. a VP. I've got to prove myself. Right. So when you walk into this environment of people who are go-getters, you have to prove yourself as not a threat. Yeah, that as well. Because if you're, you know, someone older going into an environment of younger people, they might think that you want control of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Even if you present yourself as attempting to help, it's it's not a, a lie that sometimes that's exactly what happens, whether you're a younger person going into an older environment or an older person going into a younger environment. There's always going to be someone trying to change someone. And sometimes it's from, you know, the goodness of their heart. Sometimes it's because they know that they've done this before and it works this way. You know, and it all, de- again, it all depends on the person. But, you know, as we said in our one about um, entrepreneurs, that episode, that you have to be willing to listen to your other coworkers or the people around you to be able to accomplish this thing. You have to be willing to take criticism. You have to be willing to adjust your own views 
um, to the views of the public so that it, it works. And I think that's a huge factor is that, you know, we grew up in different times from people who were born in the 60s. That's mm-hmm. just how it is, you know, and we were and then we also grew up in different times of people who were born in the early 2000s. Right. So it's like so I was reading I don't remember it was some article uh I think I was looking at Iceland and their feminist like the way their feminism works Mm -hmm. and the way it works into the way they work as a society Mm -hmm. which they do have great health care for both sexes right um and the one of the articles I was reading was regarding the different ages of feminism right Uh so what a previous generation considered feminist the next generation didn't necessarily consider feminism Uh and it's just because if you think about um it's progress no matter Uh how you look at it Uh um but no one looks at it the same way because of how we're influenced by the world around us Mm -hmm. so uh someone might someone from like let's say the 20s who was growing up in the 20s they might think that feminism is like okay i don't have to get married when i'm 20 i can get married when i'm 40 right yeah and that's feminism other than that they believe that their husband is the center of attention like let's do whatever in the 90s we saw women going into the workplace and Mm. and the 80s and 90s and they were becoming more of this a person that we should pay attention to someone that has a voice in the workplace and that was very much like which is what they were attempting to do in the 20s but it didn't fully get there well because that's what was happening all through all through history that's what women are trying to do yeah you know no matter which generation if you look look back all the way back like a woman wants to run a farm and not lose the farm when their husband dies you know what i'm saying change his name to husband's (laughs) name just kidding my wife exactly (laughs) so that's been a tale as old it's time but as far as what we're familiar with as far as because you know things change obviously when media become like helps spread messages Mm -hmm. so if we're looking at immediate history and if we're looking at what media has um spread out Mm -hmm. as culturally acceptable and if we look at feminism as an example and Mm -hmm. looking at the ageism like Mm -hmm. you're old you don't understand what it means to be a feminist well you don't understand what it meant for them to be a feminist Mm -hmm. either we're just progressing and evolving we're continuously going through this figuring out who we are and i think that's the trouble that we're going through when we look at age Mm -hmm. because it goes both ways right ageism hits people who are older and ageism hits people who are younger Mm -hmm. and then if you look at yourself as the center of your world Mm -hmm. then uh there's the middle demographic Mm -hmm. too and you never it it go it's kind of funny because it's like a philosophy of self it's like who am i where do i fit into this world Mm -hmm. and you tend to get angry at the people who are uh older you know you if you you get angry at everyone it's frustrating because it's like what mama said it's those cultures blending together Mm -hmm. and you have such different beliefs you want everyone to be the same and that's just not how it's going to be you need like an age ambassador or something to translate well we kind of take it for granted that they're going to think like us right yeah and and i think it would be simple if 
and, and it was simple. I, I kind of go back to like the 50s, not that mm -hmm. I lived in the 50s, but you know what you see from the 50s is that there were, there were, um, everyone had their place and that might sound uh, harsh, but you know, just stay with me a second. You know, when you're, <laughs> you know, when you were 10 and yeah. eight and whatever, yeah. your job was to play, Yeah, just mm -hmm. play. And we knew that there were kids that sucked at school. We knew that there were bullies. We knew all that. So you had your place there and you were a child. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when you got into your teens and all that great stuff, we knew that you were going to fall in love or you were going to drag race or whatever they did. Right. So mm -hmm. you were, you were testing the waters. You were testing right. your, who you right. who you were. So that became very simple. And then in your twenties, it was like, oh, maybe you go to college, but it was really get a job. Mm -hmm. And so people were looked at uh, at females or males that you, you get a job. And then, of course, in your 30s, by then you had a family, you know, mid-20s, family, career, and then life went on, you know, right. simple. Now, it's extremely complicated. <laughs> by the time you're eight, we're trying to identify you as something or someone yeah. or somewhere, meaning something, meaning should you be, an, be in an AP class, should you be one of your top producer should you be great at at uh, sports mm -hmm. you know someone is you know who am I popular am I liked do I have so many followers on social media and he, we're already yeah. talking here a little child and yeah. unfortunately and then, now sexuality has been like added on top of well, that well that's in your teens and now in your teens you have to not, define yourself not sexually. even now now it's like getting younger and younger it's true and younger. but more so yes right extremely yes yeah. unfortunately but then in your teens you're definitely you need to define yourself and if you do Which define so yourself as yeah. female or male then uh oh you're 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 being kind of prejudiced or something and then you turn around and you're like well you know you it should be gender fluid it should be this so you there and then in your 20s you better get a six-figure job when you graduate yeah yeah so now when we we talk about this you, what you said about feeling angry well you're angry because there's so much pressure and it's fear and i, I think too it it's kind of I, I know it feels like it was a simple time and it was simple to have less choice, but we, it's kind of that thing that comes, or the, the hardship that comes with freedom. Yeah. We did, um, we did a Lost Beatles episode that we will do once again. Yeah, but my computer died. Don't, don't talk about electrical it. Electrical <laughs> issues in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Super fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we were uh, doing research on the Beatles, and one of the things that came up with the Beatles was that they had come in during a time when the the ages in which you're supposed to enter the workforce and know who you are and start a or family. Or going to the army. Or exactly. Or they they broke that and they they kind of created this change for everyone mm -hmm. where you have the freedom and that's part of what I think the and I don't know what other cultural movements happen but that's part of the the hippie movement and the 60s where we start looking at the freedom of sexuality we start thinking about the freedom of uh, your place in the workforce mm -hmm. and your place socially mm -hmm. because why do we have to have these strict rules? Mm -hmm. And I wonder what, um, because like me, coming from me, <laughs> I like it. I like the idea of being open and yes, everyone should have a choice and everyone should be able to do whatever they want to mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're lucky enough to live in a period where 
we do have like maybe it's not a lucky thing maybe Mm -hmm. we have too many people in the world or whatever but we there's so many people there are so many options so why confine yourself to anything and it does make it more complicated because it's we're it's such a new time like if you Mm -hmm. even if i'm ranting i'm sorry the caffeine guys but we live in a time (laughs) where i gave her espresso before we started this but before this um like the concept of love right Mm -hmm. previous generations never believed in the concept of love and now we're living in a time where people are well the freedom of it you know they thought love was get married cook get kids more kids same last names bye but to a person (laughs) that your parents chose out or family right generations knew like which again was way simpler thinking back then but you know it doesn't mean it was the right way or Mm -hmm. the emotionally correct way you know and now it's complicated now we have all these apps that we don't know if they work or whatever that also are complicated because now you have to try to google search these people become a stalker because let's be honest people men and women if you have never met the person in person if you don't google them you're doing it wrong do a little light (laughs) stalking i'm just saying it's gonna help you seriously it's safe it's what you're saying mama it's with the it people are stressed because they have to decide what they are so because there are so many options because yeah and the I think the problem is, is that we live in such a time where we should have these freedoms. Right. But we're living in an older time when we're trying to put everyone in a labels. category. Yes. Because it makes, I mean, as humans, it makes it easier. Right. Right. But it doesn't to necessarily work that way. Right. And I mean, you know, also I'm going to say that people who came before us, this is before millennials, before Gen Z, before, okay. So back in the 60s, when they were fighting fighting for these rights of, of love and who to get married to and everything like that, everyone please think of the fact that they had to go through much, much worse times than some people did after them. They fought for the actual right to say, I love this man to another man, or I love this woman to another woman, and not be hurt physically for it, you know? They they fought for they fought for everyone's rights of freedom of speech actual freedom of speech because even though it was said that it was there it was not always there um, so you know respect your elders in that sense especially those ones who really really fought to tooth and nail for those things and also elders you know there are people who are younger than you who are fighting for the same stuff which unfortunately history repeats itself sometimes yes it does that's why studying history is very important exactly and this is why we should we shouldn't as a younger generation or an older generation have that struggle between us. Yes, our views might be different, but at the end of the day, we just want a nice, happy, clean world that isn't going to sink, you know? So, So what I'm hearing you both saying is really what we're all fighting for is the need to be heard. Exactly. So if in the 60s or in women's feminism or in any, any type of human right, we're fighting to be heard. And that's where I see um, maybe the conflict because if you look at social media, mm-hmm. you see it. We're, yeah. we're all fighting to be heard. You know, people want to have podcasts. People want to have, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, what is it? IGTV, Instagram, yeah. whatever. Uh, there's you know. Instagram, YouTube. So, so they're fighting to, to, I almost be, said Vine. <laughs> to be heard. <laughs> that's you, old. So all, the, all these things is so... and. The reason to be heard is because you want to be 
understood and mm-hmm. you want to be accepted. Yeah. Now, the key component is we're communicating differently based on our age. Right. Because true. you can sit down at a diner mm-hmm. and have coffee mm-hmm. with someone in their 80s. Not that someone in the their 80s isn't having, uh, isn't in social media. Mm-hmm. But if you take, and, and I do this in my classes, I'll bring people from uh, the lifelong learning, which is 60 plus, they're mm-hmm. retired. And I bring them into my classroom. And mm-hmm. that's the best classroom we can have because here we have freshmen in college uh, and seniors. So we're ranging anywhere from 18 to you know, 20, 25, 26. And then you have these people in their seventies mm-hmm. uh, that have had careers and they have the most amazing conversations, but the conversations come from the the young, the students asking them questions like, yeah. how did you possibly communicate when you didn't have a cell phone? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it, the, the smiles on their faces saying, this is how we did it. And mm-hmm. yes, it's, we have cell phones. Mm-hmm. So we had a conversation with one gentleman. He was 73 and his son, 40, successful lawyer. And he was saying, you know, my son doesn't call me. Uh, He talks to his mother all the time. And Mm -hmm. I go, why do you think? What's the difference? Well, it was one thing that his mother had that the dad didn't have. What do you think it was? FaceTime? Compassion. Whoa. An iPhone. (laughs) He had a flip phone. And he says, I will not get an iPhone. I will not. I will not. And then I saw him about a year and a half later. Mm -hmm. And because my suggestion was get an iPhone. Mm -hmm. And he goes, why should I get it? I go, do you want to talk to your son? Mm -hmm. Yes. Get an iPhone. And he came up to me and he's like, you're not going to believe this. I got an iPhone. Look. And he was so proud of it. And he's showing me all the texts from his son who yeah. was extremely busy. Yeah. And did he give in? Yeah, he did. But yeah, sometimes you have to change with it's the time. Well, he, gave, he simply gave in because he wanted to belong. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to connect. And if we would just understand that going into every generation and step back instead of saying, oh, this person's moody, oh, this person's terrible. Mm-hmm. We, if we react that negatively, it has to be that there's an element of fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that's why we're attacking each other because we don't... And sometimes we don't do the right things. We may... Uh, not treat you well or we Mm -hmm. may say something or snap because we're really afraid yeah and the key component is trying to understand who we are yeah I think there's also that that thing of you know the older generations have been through it you know like they've they've had breakups they've had their first job atrocities they've had you know they've gone through all of these hardships and they don't want you to go through that hardship right so when you say oh my life's so hard and then they're like are you joking back in my day you know the beginning of that is always that oh no here they go again but it's this these are some of these life lessons are life lessons for a reason you yeah. know you gotta listen well we don't have enough time in life to make all of the mistakes ourselves yeah right. we have to learn from other people and that being yeah. said we have to think about to ageism goes both ways so right. we have to respect our elders we also have to think about younger generations yeah. generations younger than us because we i've done it and i used to get mad because alexander and i we 
are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And we've started really young, thanks to Mama. <laughs> yeah, we started in 2015, so we were still in college. Yeah, so no, you guys started when you were you were eight grade. and you were ten. So <laughs> oh yeah, we did a plant little planters, yeah. little planters. Yeah, and anytime we go out, we're treated differently mm-hmm. than uh, some of our, I guess you could call them our peers. <laughs> But I mean, peers and work, yeah, yeah, and it's just because our experience level or our age, yeah, wasn't the same as them. We've we, I mean, if you want to say technically, our yeah. experience level is probably more than theirs because just based off of time and what we've done in the field and what we've done in the office, yeah, helping some out. Of them. Yeah, I, right. I think I think, and I'm gonna say something. People don't know who people are. They don't exactly. know you. So right. when you walk into an environment and you are a 27-year-old and you're a 24-year-old, 27 mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. and 20, you know, you sit there and they see a 24-year-old and a 27, they don't see your background. They don't know who you are. They go, oh, nice girls. Yeah, they're, I think the- they're, you know, they're um, sweet. They're respectful. They don't know your entire yeah. I think the favorite history thing, my well not my favorite thing it was probably the thing that bothered me the most that I've ever heard was walking into one of these networking things I kind of explained what I do and then I said yeah if you ever need anything call me and I handed my card over and the woman said oh how cute and I yes. was like how sweet how, how cute how, so why su- did that bother how you cute? because the word cute as a 24 year old handing over a business card is not cute but isn't that something which I have regarding to regarding your belief system. Uh, yes, because I was taught that as a as a person who's working, I am not cute. I am working. I, I am. I am. Wor- I am doing this for a reason. If I hand you my card, it is not because I want you to not call me. It's because I'm going to take the responsibility of I handed you my card. I'm going to answer the phone when you call, and if you want to do work with me, we're going to do work. Right. Um, to the so same, that's to like. Obviously, it's a little bit of, like, my own personal struggles. A lot. It's a lot. (laughs) I also grew up in an environment of work with, like, heavy male people there. Well, I think you grew up in... Which also kind of conflicted that cute, uh, don't call me cute, I think you grew up in an environment that your ideas were uh, respected. Because when you guys were in our balloon business Mm -hmm. and you came up with an idea, it wasn't like, oh, no, you're too young. We're not even going to listen to it. It was always open. You know, the, right. the first time you guys went to an event with me was because two people called me that day and said they couldn't go. Two people that were supposed to help me. Mm-hmm. And you you, you guys were 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I said, you guys got to get dressed. We're going to an event. And, you know, I was freaking out. And I remember the candles. And what I remember is we're in the van. We're driving over. We had 30 centerpieces to set up. And Angelica turns to me in the back seat and her little voice and says, I'm unwrapping the candle so we'll be ready when we get there. And I was like, who are you? Yeah. You know, that kind I'm of thing. I'm impressed with my And then you, yeah. when you were on site, you said, I tested all the... I never had to say a word. I never had to say... And you said, I tested all the candles and they weren't... I'm going to be like, honest... A little of that stems from fear of our mother. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Not in a negative way. Who's in a, freaking oh out, my gosh, our right. Our mom is stressed right now. I can't. I don't want to be the person to make her upset right now. So I'm going to do everything I can. But you could have done the opposite. You could have just said, I'm not doing anything until she tells me to do something. I see. see. We weren't brought up like that. But, but I think 
that that that's a whole thing so now when you talk about you know a older person saying how cute they don't know that mindset right. they don't know that history that robots and it goes back to what i said earlier it's our responsibility we carry the burden of proof mm-hmm. you know we carry the burden to prove to people that we are beyond what they we they perceive us to be mm-hmm. i think that's something yeah. that like we, we we want all of these things to be given to us like respect to be given to us mm-hmm. in certain things but one thing that we have definitely learned, something that we were raised to do, and I think something we respect in others, mm-hmm. is the idea that respect is earned. It, you know, you have to earn respect. It's mm-hmm. not given. Mm-hmm. And you can like some, like you can, you can connect with someone. You can talk to someone. You mm-hmm. can respect them in the sense of you're a human being, and I'm going to treat you like a human being, and we're going to treat each other like human. We're going to, mm-hmm. you know, respect each other in that regard in that context but respect as far as like I trust that you're going to come through you're going to have my back mm-hmm. and you need to trust that I'm going to have your back mm-hmm. I think that's what we're kind of talking about as far as the well yeah place. and it goes it goes both ways yeah. I have to I have to learn that you're I can look up to you or I can trust you with this thing if you're mm-hmm. older if you're younger I have to know that I can trust you and go to you and know that you're going to be okay Yes, yeah. let's work through it. Whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it goes it it goes it goes both ways because compl- you want to be able to trust the person. Yeah, what complicates it is some people will not respect you despite how much you go through come through for them because of the age. The stigma. Well, I think the it, stigma. again, I, you know, it's I, when you say it's the age. I have a little bit of a struggle because it also really depends on their background. Yeah. Like we were watching, you know, we can have the, if, if you're, okay, so this is just a test on your perception. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do a test. And so if I tell you that you're working in corporate America Mm -hmm. and you have just been assigned to the CEO of a company. Yes. He's male and he's 60. Okay. What's your first gut reaction? My first gut reaction is, huh, I'm going to see. That's like a, that's, that's my first reaction is, huh, okay, okay. I'm going to see because I have, I have heard and experienced not so fun things with that definition of a person. Well, that, that, those go, demographics. That demographic. So, I would go, I, I wouldn't, I would feel the same way to be on it. Honestly, what I imagine when I see that. Proceed with caution is what you guys with caution. would say. Whether I it's male or female, this, to yes. be honest. Okay, so. Corporate America, I okay, hear. so it's like, just oh, corporate wait, America. Let's, well, let's but let's, what's going on. But we have to focus on corporate America because yeah. Yeah. that's. So, that's okay, fine. so now we have corporate America again. Okay. Yes. And same scenario, you're assigned to a project, we'll call it a project, project. and we have a female in about her 60s. I, again, it's, it's the same. I, I you feel the same, the same way. exact I, same way. It's because you say corporate America. Wait, I feel differently about both. That's true. So I feel like, I feel like with... Uh, the male CEO, mm-hmm. it might be. I, I feel like the cultures would be different. Yeah, I wouldn't know they would how. Be different. I would still want to proceed with caution with both, mm-hmm. but it would definitely. To be honest, be if you different. said that they were both thirty, I would still approach it with, okay, let's see what happens. Well, we're going there because if we have a CEO, corporate America, as mm-hmm. you know, corporate America today mm-hmm. with, and we're talking about someone. 3035. Com- what's their position? What's what? Completely so honest. CEO. I yeah, would be I'm a little still... bit more excited. 
I, I'd be like, I oh, would they still might be proceed with caution. Me okay. In my, uh, thoughts. Okay. I would still you not so, know. Well, you have I don't know. Issues, but <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> no, no, no. I don't to, to be work quite with frank. To be quite well, frank, and not to bring Frank into things, but to be quite frank, I, I don't think Frank's Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just know that no matter who you are, you're telling me corporate. That's a different personality than small business. Okay. Oh, of course. Right, right. So I hear corporate. Anyone working in corporate has a different mentality than a small business owner. And to me, I don't know where they trained with, you know, who 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 trained them? Because that also tells you what they're going to be like. What are their views? What are what is it that they're actually looking for? Because, you know, some people just don't tell you what they're looking for. They just expect you to know how it's going to go, how it's supposed to be. So you're saying really age doesn't matter. Uh, no, to me, age doesn't matter because it's the environment they're in. Right. Because, oh, wow. you know, we were also we were also yeah, grown up. We were we were also grown up. We were also brought up in um, a male and female dominated workforce. The event workforce is male and female. Very. I mean, you know, they're both there. So the sex doesn't matter. Um, Age, again, it can be some 80 year old or some 22 year old coming into it. I don't know how they're going to act. I need to proceed with caution because Never expect it to go how you think it's going to go. You just should always prepare for a yes or no. You should always prepare for a good or bad. Just go in and see what happens and you got to go with it. Which I think is also that improv mentality, that theater mentality. I think that comes, you took the, you you must have read my mind. I think that comes from your theater background. Well, also like. I don't. I, I, you know, uh, okay, wait a second. Let yeah, me yeah. just go back a little bit. So if I were to tell you, you're going to be working with a director, Proceed male, and, uh, that, that is in his, his sixties and a female director that's in their sixties. I 60s. still have no idea how they're going to be. To so be it doesn't honest, matter if it's I would corporate feel, okay, or not. Okay. Honestly, that's a change for me. For me, it would be different. Honestly, if it was a director. I feel more comfortable with a, someone in corporate who's closer to my age because I feel like we would have similar perceptions of things. Just mm-hmm. coming from a, a corporate background mm-hmm. or currently working in a more corporate environment mm-hmm. and just knowing how my experiences, I get along with people who are closer to my age just because mm-hmm. we have more to talk about. It mm-hmm. just generally naturally happens. Whereas in theater... Uh, with a director Mm -hmm. i think that i would respect someone older uh, directing me rather than someone closer to my age Mm. and i wonder if that comes just from us general that's our background in theater we're yeah the majority of our directors are older yeah by someone who's generally much older than us right and that's also another stigma within theater itself within theater Mm -hmm. and film that you need experience to be a good director. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. There are some new directors that have come out and they They're do the amazing. most amazing yeah. work. Um, but to, to me, working with directors, I was always a technician. So to me, it's always proceed with caution because you don't know as an, as right. an actor or as a technician working mm-hmm. on these things with directors, I don't care how old you are. I don't know who trained you. So that's that whole that's thing is what training. Exactly. Yeah. It's that's what 
makes me proceed with caution with every single head of any, even small businesses. I don't know if they used to be in corporate. I don't know if they used to do something else. I don't know if they, they used to be stay at home mom or dad, you know, like you, you don't know where they came from. And because of that is where is why I'd, I perceive them all as the same. I think, I think that's a a good technique. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a great book called because I said so, Mm -hmm. and it talks about how leaders become leaders based on how they were brought up by their parents Mm -hmm. so if you came from a military background most likely when you are in a leadership position whatever it is whether Mm -hmm. you're leading a team directing or you know in a corporate america you're going to lead based on how your parents you know you go oh darn i sound just like my mom or i just Mm -hmm. i sound like my dad well that's the concept of the book you know we lead based on our upbringing because that's yeah. all mm-hmm. we know yeah. so if we're correcting someone we kind of kick into gear and say and say you know you shouldn't do that versus another person might say hey come on let, you know let me teach you this let me talk to you and about it doesn't that. always work out that way there are some outliers for both oh for yeah both who train just you. judgmental people yeah. period what i'm just saying you know that's that's how it goes you know they're like we said with the entrepreneurs same that's their personality i am a open-minded owner of a multi-million dollar company why because i am open-minded enough to listen to people there are other people who are multi-million dollar people but they just don't listen so to you're anyone. saying age doesn't matter i personally believe age doesn't matter it's the same thing as don't ju- don't judge a book by its cover because i have done that before and from experience if you do that it bites you in the butt so bad because from from working with people around the area you've got different ages different cultures different this different that and you can't just be like oh well they look dumb simple human like you know they look they yeah you're just you're you're there i don't know what's going to happen when i try to shake your hand well not now but you know i don't know what's going to happen when i say hi my name's alexandra what's yours i don't know i just think that it I understand where you're coming from. To me, it's unrealistic because just as people, the way we learn, we go back based off of our experiences. So if we recognize in someone that we don't know, which is wrong, well, there's and I've a done gut it too, feeling. There's a gut feeling, and then based off of what we've experienced in the past, and that helps us survive. And it's also a kind of it's judgment, like which we should not do to people. But right. walking into a situation, and that's why there is ageism, because maybe someone saw someone older than them, and mm-hmm. they boss them around. And when I say boss them around, I mean in a negative way, male, female, whatever. They boss the person around negatively. Mm-hmm. So they might be thinking, well, they're just trying to tell me what to do because they think this is right, and they don't respect yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Looking younger, you might say, like, oh, I remember when I went through this, and yeah. I was an idiot. And now looking at that person doing yeah. that same thing, I don't I I know what they're going through and I they're they're being an idiot because mm-hmm. I was an idiot mm-hmm. and that's not right either and it's mm-hmm. going both ways so when you meet someone new automatically you're going to be going through those different things and you're going to have these judgments placed on people because of their age because, because of, of whatever, your past what, experiences what, exactly. which is exactly why I just which for me you know obviously mm-hmm. we're we're different in that personality aspect but like, yes, when I go up to someone and I see that they're wearing a suit, I'm like, okay, I better act a little proper, exactly. you know, yeah. and that's just how it is. And then you talk to them and they've, they're just like, 
what's up, dude? You know, like, <laughs> you don't expect interesting, that. Interesting, yeah. Which you get. And that's part of improv, too, I guess you could say. Because it's, let's take a look at our environment. Environment? Environment. Oh. Mm-hmm. let's take a look at our environment and see what we're being what what the suggestion is which again was our training yeah that's like i mean even with our mom we would go with her to corporate events at age 10 you know yeah. and she'd say okay you're gonna shake their hand and you're gonna say your name and then they're gonna tell you their name and just you know talk to them and pretend you know what's going on yes and from that i've gotten uh wow she's 12 going on 40 and i felt awesome because i was like heck yeah i'm an adult you know well, at but, 10 yeah. I, think <laughs> was, yeah, I think he was being respectful and knowing mm-hmm. the person you were talking to you know if they're talking to you about whatever uh you know they obviously weren't going to talk to you about business you were little but if if they were talking to you just be respectful i mean understand who you're dealing with which is really important uh i think that again you guys go back to it all depends on the person yeah but it also depends on the environment and it also but most of all from what i'm hearing it depends on you guys and what well, your beliefs, past experience right yeah. the belief system of when you approach someone what is your belief system about that person whether they're 10 30 or 80 what is your belief what do you take mm-hmm. away do you see your grandparents in there you're going to treat someone totally different mm-hmm. do you see your a sibling because we have so much transference when we meet someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like so, we could see a little cute six-year-old girl and be like, "Oh my gosh!" And then she kicks you in right. the shin. Well, I've seen, I've, I've talked to, <laughs> and and that's a good point because I've talked to fifteen-year-olds that are brilliant in certain aspects yeah, because we're like made we're made up of so many pieces. Yeah. So I'll talk to this one 15 year old and she's rocking it in the entrepreneur world and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. wow, she's gonna be great. And then all of a sudden I I just talked to her about her hair uh-huh. and she's 15. Yeah. Mm. And so yeah. it's like that's yeah, I think that's, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I think it's it's incredibly beautiful because then we come to the realization that again what we said at the beginning, you may be very uh mature in one side of Mm -hmm. uh, a situation but at the other spectrum you're still a child or you're still an 80 year old so you may love hip-hop and you're 80 Mm -hmm. and then i may talk to you about your wife and your children and you become an 80 year old grandfather yeah i think that's funny i think a good yeah a good example is like our cousin lauren Okay, she's 12. Yeah. She's rocking it as a 12-year-old. Yeah. Being 12, you know. But sometimes we have these conversations with her and I question the age because her she's compassion. got such... Yeah, she... For a 12-year-old, she's extremely compassionate towards older people's struggles. She yes. loves older people. Though. She, she does. Mean, like, she thinks they're awesome. Since she was awesome. little, she goes up to... I remember once being at Dunkin' Donuts with her and... There was this elderly couple behind mm-hmm. us, and mm-hmm. she just went up to them, and it's like she touched them. Like, mm. oh, this is gold. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they loved her, and she said, hi. And it, although it, was, it, sound, it sounds freakier than it was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't freaky. Eyes. Hello. But the fact she was just at awe with this elderly couple. And, yeah. of course, she made them probably the happiest people that day. Yeah, she was just so loving mm-hmm. and engaged. And she's always been like that. But I think she has an old soul. That's a whole yeah. different uh, Well, that's a podcast. whole different topic. Yeah. So even, you know, in our camp, there were younger kids. And we've mm-hmm. told Lauren, you know, Lauren, you're going to lead 
the stretching because she dances. Mm-hmm. We said, you're leading our morning stretch today. And she's like, what do I do? I go, whatever you do and dance. I don't, I don't know. Just do it. She's like, okay. And she was so good about yeah. it. And she went slow. She was like, are we all there yet? Yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome because she, you know, you give her that responsibility. That's like with any kid, you give them a little responsibility and they're like, Ooh, okay, i got to do this right. Yeah. Uh, because they, they, they feel pride in themselves for being yeah. trusted again trust trusted with that thing so i think you know at the end of the day <laughs> doesn't really age matters sometimes. age age sometimes. matters sometimes you know we grew up in different times we grew up in different worlds things have progressed things have gone back so many rules so many rules <laughs> so many things and options and oh my gosh so many things we should break Let's break the break rules. free, break free uh, <laughs> for yourselves. Freedom. Okay, but basically, you know, at the end of the day, just learn about that person. Yeah. They're a person. They were born out of and a person. Trust. And, and trust. Compassion. And compassion. Learn to trust. Learn to know. It's like, hey, check in with your perceptions. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. It's like, wow. Check in with your perceptions. We all bleed red. Okay. Great or green. Aliens. Those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow, that's a totally Let's different. Let's not bleed at all. Let's. Yeah. what I'm saying. You Don't know? hurt other people. We're all human. We've got skin and bone and muscle, and it's it's all there. We're all the same. So Unless you're unique. We are all precious little <laughs> snowflakes at the end of the day. And we understand each other. And we, and we love each, each other. other. And if, even if we don't understand each other at first, we try and we do. And I think that's it. So people, ageism... Don't do it. Just just try to be understand. Nice. Understand. 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 Understand each other. Yes. My name is Alexandra. I'm Angelica. And I'm Amy. And we are the procrastinators. Make sure to pour yourself a nice hot piping cup of whatever caffeinated beverage you have and enjoy the rest of your day. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.